Ladies and gents, welcome to a new Geek Domination show. This show is entitled Quest Complete. This is kind of the spiritual successor to Excessive RP since Excessive RP kind of failed and burned. But this is my, my name is Cody Spitzberger. This is my solo show where we'll be talking about games and game franchises and doing reviews and having millions and millions of guests, probably not millions, a ton of guests talking about games. And what better of a guest to have for the first episode of this new show my boy, Gene Luck Navant. When you walk away, oh you don't oh hear God. me say. Oh so, the show is called Quest Complete. So, you'll see the fancy little episode title, but basically each episode is going to be named a quest, referencing the game that we're going to be talking about. And the quest we're going on today, John Luke, we have to uh, claim the Keyblade and save the worlds. It's going to be a good time. What, what game is that a reference to? Um, Super Mario Galaxy. Yes. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Kingdom uh, Hearts. Kind of. Um, <laughs> I have a very interesting question to, to ask you if to start this off. Kay. Do you think we'd be friends without Kingdom Hearts? Probably. Maybe. That, that was a big That was a big uh, building block for us becoming friends back we would, in the day. We would, our, our friendship would probably be more normal if it wasn't for Kingdom Hearts and it breaking our brains and probably bodies. <laughs> So, uh, we want to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, today, the day we're recording this is January 20th. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, the final chapter prologue, well, comes out in uh, four days in the States. And kind of in, in hype for that. And in order to relaunch, or, re, or just launch this show, we want to talk about Kingdom Hearts. So, we were, uh, so let's see, Kingdom Hearts came out, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, we were we were right. We were eight yeah wow how explain to me like how you remember getting into the series so we talked about this on cast multiple times Mm -hmm. but for me it was the i think we talked about you getting into 10 Uh uh-huh i remember in fourth grade uh we were in borders rip borders that doesn't exist anymore in the bookstore moment of silence and uh I picked up the guide for Kingdom Hearts because I had been seeing commercials and all that good stuff. And I was like, this looks weird. Like, I played six when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I found a fantasy, whatever. Played seven, obviously. Um, but then I was looking through the pages and I was like, that dude's from seven. That dude's from eight. That what? And then I remember we were at my aunt's house for one year, like right before Christmas. And my little cousin, who was probably like, four at the time she uh i mean no maybe like two or three i i was drawing on one of those like kid boards that you like pull the thing across to erase it mm-hmm. it's like an etch-a-sketch only more new right and i remember drawing <clears throat> the kingdom hearts logo oh, shit. from the first game with the heart behind it and everything because when i was in middle school and like uh the later elementary grades uh i drew a shit ton and uh it's funny enough my I didn't. I didn't erase it, and my grandma noticed it. And for Christmas, she bought me Kingdom Hearts One. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic! You never told me that story. So yeah, that's how that's how I really got into it, just from people talking about it, and then yeah, then that happened. But what about you? I remember just um, well, being younger, um, I spent almost, or actually, it was every other year in Disney World growing up. Because I was fortunate enough, my family had a timeshare down there, so we were pretty much going down there every other year. So growing up, I had such a love of Disney, which is is funny because I think that's actually what drew me into the game more than the Final Fantasy. Because when I was younger, I didn't I didn't know what Final Fantasy was. Right. I I'd, I'd, I'd seen it, but my first Final Fantasy game was ten when I was in God, probably like fifth or sixth grade. Mm. So ten in Kingdom Hearts really what introduced me to the Final Fantasy franchise, and I don't think I remember like seeing the commercials of like the initial. Kingdom Hearts, where you know, simple and cleans in the background. Yeah, you're seeing the all the all the Disney characters, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is that kid wearing clown shoes and have a giant key? There's so many zippers, so many zippers. Are they functional? Are they not? I don't even know." But then it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Um, this was still the era of Blockbuster, and I remember renting the game multiple oh, yeah. times. And for like the first two times I rented it, I couldn't beat Clayton. In oh, deep shit. jungle, <laughs> I couldn't do it. <clears throat> Clayton's OP, man. He has Clayton a, is he, OP. He has a gun. I mean, he does. <laughs> he shoots. It's a kids does. game. Yeah, please. shoots children. Um, and I remember like finally passing it, and it, it's kind of like you've had those moments in games where like you're like really bad as a kid, and you just kind of play like the beginning part over and over and over and over and over again, and when you finally get past that part, you're just like, what the fuck? That was kind of it for me. 
like going through beating deep jungle and like finally getting the warp drive and like going to like the second half of the game with Agrabah and everything. And I was just, just like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. I remember like Cerberus being really hard for me too. Yeah. Growing up. I, I never beat cloud even though you don't, you didn't have to win that one. Right. But I never beat like cloud or Leon until I was much older. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and even still like, <clears throat> I know you have such a love for Kingdom Hearts one, the game. Oh yeah. Far I beyond me. Play shit out of the first You time. have, um, because I kind of chose, Two, yeah, is, is my Kingdom Hearts a choice, which is funny. But um, now what? I don't, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two point eight comes out in about four days, and while this does have um existing content in the form of Dream Drop Distance, which we is is probably the most mind fuckery Kingdom Hearts of them all. Yeah, it's before that game, uh, the the story kind of made sense. Yeah. Now it doesn't. Before that all. game, it was easy to explain it to people. Nah, but no. now, if you try to get a newcomer into the game, they're like, "What? They're the actual? They're shit? they're gonna start having seizures." Yeah, it's <clears throat> 3D. Everybody thought that it wasn't gonna be that big of a deal, but I remember that announcement where Nomura said, "This is gonna be like just as uh, significant as a main story's title." And we were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Well, and like coming off like. I mean, three five eight didn't really add any, I mean, add much to the story. Birth by Sleep added a lot. Yeah, Birth was a big one, and then three D added even more on top of that. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And then we're going into two point eight is our first new piece of Kingdom Hearts content in five five years. Five years? Yeah, in the form of Birth by Sleep point two, which is you play as Aqua in the realm of darkness following the events of Birth by Sleep, and we do know through kind of like leaks and spoilers that. Um, the ending of point two leads directly into three, which is insane. Both John Luke and I, while two point eight is out in like Japan and other parts of the world, yeah, for John like Luke what? and I have yeah for like about, about a week. Half, so yeah, maybe. We've stayed blind on the story. We're doing a really good job. We're good. I remember <laughs> growing up, and uh, you and I waited forever for Birth by Sleep. Yeah, and I remember both of us like knew the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as soon as it got out of Japan and started in getting into the way because of like YouTube and shit, the seeing all the cutscenes and Pretty knowing much. exactly what was gonna happen. Yeah, so I'm really excited to go back into it blind. Yeah, we're doing we're doing good. We're doing good. I'm, I'm so, what are you expecting out of point <clears throat> two? Because that's that's the main part of two point eight for everyone. Pretty much. Um, what do I expect? What do you want? Let's say that. Um, what would make you? incredibly happy playing that game if they did something right i know that was kind of a weird question but um we we've talked about this before just you and i in just our casual lives but i want to see kind of a return to form that's similar to the combat one and two Mm -hmm. because you can go look all over the place especially with the major speedrunners like biz bizkit obviously has a video where he talks about how uh, BBS and 3D both kind of dumbed down the combat, mm-hmm. and once you find a move, you can spam it. Um, one is still hard as hell, yes, but in like the best way. Um, two is easier, but if you play it on Proud or Crit, you have to you have to make that game hard. It's it's like this is a weird comparison, but it's like playing Halo. You have to if you play it on heroic, that's like the definitive experience. Right. Kingdom Hearts is similar, where you have to at least play it on Proud, in my opinion. Obviously, it's kind of it's still kind of a kid game. Just because of Disney inclusion, and it's matured so much, though. It has gotten darker as the series has gone on. Um, but no, I just I want something similar to one and two. I mean, I want to see the crazy, stupid, ridiculous moves that you could do in three D and BBS, but I don't want that to be able to carry the game. Because even even now, I don't play BBS like that. I still do Keyblade combos more than I do regular. And it's hard to do that just when the game is designed and balanced around you using those abilities. Right. I mean, you play the game as Terra, and you're just slugging around with your keyboard on my uh on my crit playthrough of terror that i did six or so months ago i actually really early i i made some good abilities just to get into the good command styles for mm-hmm. for keyblade because that's that's how i play bbs i just get into my favorite command style and then i do keyblade combos oh, yeah. um but terra was really fun um looking at it now i, I still haven't finished my crit playthrough and now that they announced 1.5 plus 2.5, I don't know if I will. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Terra was a ton of fun. It it like weirdly rewards you for like taking the harder road, I guess. Whereas if you play Aqua's story on crit, it's so impossible. You have to spam. Commands, you have to, or you lose because her physical attacks are so weak. 
They are. Well, and of course, you know, all the characters are built in a different way. Right, right. And the Keyblade Command styles are they're unex- they're kind of like limits where kind of yeah they're they're an extension of your your normal combat right and you only have a limited time there's a f- bar and everything right and you can't spam them because if you use them too much you'll do the finisher but no i i don't want to say sim- simplify but i i want it to be like one and two was especially two two is just flows. two's combat system is it flows so well incredible it's still really spammy but in it's the, not as many, in the though, best I mean, you're, kind you're still way. flowing through combos, and you have different finishers, and you know, you have your your combo modifiers in the in the form of like aerial sweep and upper slash and shit like that. But it's not as mundane as BBS and 3D have become, where it's like, oh, press your button for your command deck, or you know, use shot lock or whatever. Right. I am interested to see like how like a lot of the stuff that we got in the the um the portable games, the side store games, you know, like your shot locks, your flow motion, shit like that, how that's going to impact the main story games. Right. And I know there's a little bit of that in, in point two, but I'm I'm interested to see how much and then obviously, you know, God knows what we'll get in three from an extension yeah. from there. I mean, even in the trailers we've seen for three, some of the stuff that looks really similar to flow motion, which again we've talked about on the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see the direction they go next because we really have no idea where they're going with it right now. Well, they can go pretty much whatever way they want. Right. That's the beauty of it. Point two will be a good taste. So, I mean, it, like we've said before, this is like a, a tech demo four or three, mm-hmm. which allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but this was originally part of three. It was like the prologue. It was your Roxas's story of two. Okay. So I can, I can be down for that. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm glad that they're giving it to us so we can play it. Plus, with fan feedback and it were like beta testers basically yeah. for three. So I think that'll be cool. Well, and I'm, I think it's a good decision. You know, if this is exactly like rocks the story to, you know, well, at least like this time it's a, a recognizable character. It's yeah. not like you're starting in the margins too and being like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Japanese Sora over here. <laughs> so, Story when I was when I was younger. So you know, Kingdom Hearts two came out when we were like what, like twelve, thirteen, something like that. Thir- thirteen, thirteen. I want to say. Um, yeah. And I remember like seeing screenshots of Roxas and be like, who the fuck is this guy? And little baby old me was like, is this like Japanese Sora or something? I don't, I don't understand. Like, really confused. And when you started the game, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I was so confused. Again, Borders story. <laughs> I was I was sitting in Borders one day, and my uh, actually my birthday in seventh grade or eighth birthday, man. Seventh grade. Thanks, man. <laughs> we're like six, four months away, whatever. <laughs> um, and I remember we're looking at like books with my mom and my sister in Borders, and it was like a day or two before my birthday that year. And I remember uh, my dad came back from GameStop with a bag, and he had bought me Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> oh, no way. And I uh, remember getting two. Uh, I bought it from Walmart yeah, when I was younger. Nice. Got it and uh, played the shit out of it. I remember my dad telling me, yeah, the guy said it was really good, but the 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 guy at the check stand also said that the prologue is like three hours long. I was like, okay. And I had seen the deep dive cutscene, obviously, from the first game. So I, te- Roxas was there, but obviously you don't see what he looks you, like. You had no idea it was Roxas until like So when you start so two, you're longer. like, what the hell is this? Why does he have the Keyblade? Who was? And then, you know, obviously things unfold uh, as you go through it, but, you know, yeah. going into it initially... That you brought up a really good point, which would be fun to talk about, like this deep dive and then the um the birth by sleep cutscene at the end of the two in general. The secret endings have always been like mind fucking. What was it called? Blank points. Blank points. That's, that's right. what it was. I remember the first time I saw deep dive, and after it was after playing <laughs> one, you yep. know, I hundred percented it, got all the Dalmatians, got everything, and I remember seeing deep dive for the first time and just not knowing how to handle it. Yeah, there was a lot of nonsense and words on the screen that don't make sense until now. <laughs> they still barely do. <laughs> like, if you look at them now, you can see notes about, like, organization and all, a bunch of random characters. But back then, it was just a bunch of flowy combat and guys jumping all over the place. And it was just, the coolest thing about that was you looked at, you know, Game Arts 1 was, was by far, you know, the brightest and the most colorful. And it was still, like, a happy yeah. time. And then just like, immediately, secret ending, like... Here's like well, so. You go to the last w- two worlds of Kingdom Hearts one, and it starts getting super dark. It starts getting dark, yeah, and, and then, then it's the like credits. deep dive, and it's just like skyscraper, yeah, moonlight, here's rain. A, here's a black city, black coats, yeah, mega buff, heartless. Here's a bunch of pure blood Neo shadows that you guys haven't fought yet. It's like wow, okay, 
and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's Riku!" Like, obviously, that guy in the blindfold there yeah. is Riku. Yeah. Is, is that Sora? What? How? What? Why are they wearing? Co- what happened? Pretty much. I just remember, and then just an extension of that when when Blank Points came out at the end of two, and everyone oh. was like, "Is there still future? Is that Sora Riku oh, yeah. Kyrie in yeah. the armor?" I forgot about that one. The hell was that called? That one was called something different. That's gonna bother me. I'll, I'll have to look it up. Is Blank Points the um, Blank Points is the BBS one? The BB like the full BBS one, the, the one with the battle. Blank Points was the the end of BBS when you see Xehanort and Terra like talking to each other in, right. inside. Oh yeah, it was that one. No, no, yeah. So I'm talking about yeah. the one at the end of two. Yeah, with the armor, with the armor, it, and then, then an extension it, with the extended with a fight. Yeah, yeah, with the final yeah, mix. That one I don't remember fight. what that was called. I remember. I think it might just be called Birth by Sleep. Oh, I think that's got – I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I wish I had my guide down here that's upstairs. I'm pretty sure it's called Birth by Sleep. Um, but, no, I remember that one with the capes, and then we actually got that in that cutscene in the game, and it was partially in the intro to the, the game. The Gathering. The Gathering. That's what it was. Okay. What's the other one? Which one are you talking the, about? The extension of it. Where it actually shows when M- we, yeah, we MX get the actual and Vanitas. Fight. Okay. I thought that might have been like a E3 thing. Or I thought that was the final mix one. Maybe it is the final mix one then, because it's like when you like beat final mix on crit. Let's talk about final mix, by the way. <laughs> Fuck, I I don't even know where to okay, begin. Okay, the on second that. one is just called Birth by Sleep. Okay, so yeah, final mix was kind of. I was salty. It was annoying. Young me was very salty about it. Oh, absolutely, because I remember like not really like Kingdom Hearts one. Final mix wasn't, like wasn't one, that big. They added Zemnis, which they was added cool. Zemnis, and, and then a couple you, you kind of see the video, and you know a couple cutscenes like Riku waking up in Hollow Bastion. Right. I think it's like three new cutscenes, which they kind of explored already in uh, Chain of Memories at that point. Uh-huh. But then w- when I remember when two came out, <clears throat> and we were obviously notoriously bad at two because we didn't know how anything worked. <laughs> right. Um. But then I remember, like looking up stuff on the internet later like i i think i looked up like a sephiroth strat or something uh-huh and i remember seeing this video about uh refighting organization members and i'm like what the hell is that and then <laughs> data i data fights what are yeah. those and then i discovered the data fights and the this these sweet new parts of the game these cool new bosses and then the obviously the garden of assemblage and all the freaking tunnels under the hollow bastion or radiant garden uh, it blew my little mind, and I was like, why don't we have this? This isn't fair. <laughs> well, and then, you know, it didn't officially come to the States until, what, two years ago? Kingdom Hearts 2, at least? Yeah, yeah. I remember trying to download an emulator. Oh, yeah. Everyone so was, I could was do talking that. about it. Like, that's crazy, man. And luckily, with the, you know, expansion of technology and whatnot, we obviously still didn't get a worldwide release for this, but it's easy to patch in content now. Mm-hmm. Back in the PS2 days, that's... That's different. Even even with BBS, the final mix, I, I still have never well, gotten I, to that. I, well, but. here's here's the funny thing. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, Japan got you know Kingdom Hearts first, obviously, or um, Birth by Sleep first, obviously, but like a year right. before us. It was a long ass time yeah, for BBS. It was a big one. And then we got stuff in our version that they didn't have. So everyone was like, "Yeah, we got we got final mix this time." Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, "No, nah, Birth by Sleep final mix coming to Japan only." Just like, "Why?" Well, why? they've th- that's been pretty consistent. Kingdom Hearts 1, um Japan didn't have Kurt Zaisa or the Phantom. Mm-hmm. And then we got that, so of course, you know, Japan's like, "They've got extra stuff." And then Square was like, "Okay, but you guys have the extra real definitive version." And then, you know, Final Mix for one didn't come out here till what, two thousand thirteen or something? Two thousand thirteen. It's when one point five came yeah. out. And then we finally got the, the full edition of that. Um I'm I'm not to the Final Mix stuff in my BBS yet, but those fights between the the armors. You say it's armor and then and, uh, there's something else. There's like isn't like one of the that's like a mega heartless, isn't it? I think it's like another arena battle where you fight like all the bosses or something like that. Yeah. I could be wrong. Because the arena battles for the armors um, are the t- are two extra ones. Like, you have to unlock them. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Because you fight Master Xehanort in his armor. And you fight Ericus in his armor. I could have sworn there was, like, one that's, like, it's in, like, the Realm of Darkness. And... Oh, and then you got Fragmentary Passage. You got Fragmentary yeah. Passage. Which is, like, a half an hour. Um, crit got added... Um, in or was there not crit? In- nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there wasn't crit in one original either. I know that. There still isn't. Um, there was a new command style. There was a new board for command board. There was a new D-Link. 
uh, uh, Vanitas Remnant was not new. Um, Armor of the Master, Monstro. I think it was Monstro. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Th- those were the three new Mirage Arena battles were Armor of the Master, No Heart, and Monstro. And No Heart is... That was... That- uh, Xehanort's yeah, no heart armor, is okay. is Master Xehanort's armor, and then the fragmentary passage was added, and then the secret episode, which was given to Japan rather than the Blank Point secret movie that North America got. And Blank Points was in was that in three? No, that wasn't Birth by Sleep. Okay, yeah, Blank Points was the was the stock one where it's like um, Brig saying, "You're not Terra, are you?" And he's like, you know, he gives him like mm-hmm. the death look. And it's like, oh shit. But and then all that secret stuff, and then you get to get to three D, three D, and then and like the opening cutscene where the the six apprentices wake up or five, I, five, five because Isa's not there, right? Isa's not, no. Yeah, and they just wake up, and you're well, like, I guess Bragg isn't there either. Then, That's true. Initially. So the the three of them, it's like no, because it's Lee, Evan, um, Dylan, Dylan, Alias, Alias. I think that's it. I think that's right. Jeez. I'm going to say their organization suits. It's definitely Zaldan, Vexen, Zexion, and Axel. That's it. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Which that was cool, too, because I remember the opening of 3D. No, is it? No, that's the. There's a secret ending somewhere where you actually see them, like, opening their hearts and becoming organization members. Yeah, that's when you see it from Terranor's point of view uh-huh. because he summons that's in, Xehanort's That's keyblade. in 3D. That's, like, the beginning that of 3D, is, too. Okay. I think that's something, like, a secret thing that you have to. I thought that something. was just like one of the opening cutscenes. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I don't remember, dude. I've played 3D once. Me too. Because it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. That's why I'm like really excited for it to come to PS4 too. Just because DS reasons. Yeah, DS reasons are hard. But let's talk about um. <laughs> we already talked about this a little bit. Just like some of the crazy fucking theories that you and I, and, like, I the just... internet, have come up with over the years. I remember when um when going back to the secret movies when when Birth by Sleep came out, the one where it shows Terra and Aqua and Ven fighting. Xehanort and Vantius in the Keyblade graveyard yeah yeah and I remember like Terra getting unmasked and you were being like that's that's Sykes oh yeah because his eye which I wasn't I was a quarter of the way right you're quarter of the way because Sykes (laughs) half Xehanort and so (laughs) okay if he's a half Xehanort then it's like a a half of a half so so it's like a 0.2.5 final Xehanort remix okay yeah (laughs) um no, I remember because everybody was like, um, there's Aqua, like, blah, blah, blah. And oh, Roxas is just there. Our parents of Roxas' clone, something. And then, yeah, I remember I, I went hard because when in that video, you, it shows Kingdom Hearts and then it goes down to uh, Terra and he, he rips off his helmet and his eyes turn from blue to yellow. It's like, oh, obviously he's a bad guy and using darkness and stuff. Yep, which we were right on that. Which we were right on that. But then, yeah, we had some really, like, dumb theories. Like, I had that theory that he was Sykes because of the similar hairstyles and his eyes being yellow. With the moon. Right. <laughs> and the moon, yeah. Which, that's kind of came true, kind of. Not really. <laughs> In, like, the basest form. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other stupid ones we had pre pre. We now. have some insane ones right now We for have some three. big ones for three, but... Which we can get towards that towards uh, the end of this, I think, would be fun. But back then, um, I remember there's a couple theories about Vanitas because he has similar clothing to Dark Riku. Uh huh. Um, so there was a lot of weird stuff going on about that. And then I remember after three five eight before BVS came out, they had that scene in. Wonderland, where, where uh, Shion. Shigbar, she sees Shion as Ventus, mm-hmm. and he makes that comment about like, "You always made that stupid face looking at me," and it's like, "Oh God, <laughs> that means they're familiar with each other." Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of what else, what else we had. Obviously, there's a lot of theories about Xehanort and Riku being related, mm-hmm. especially after it was revealed that Xehanort was from Destiny Islands. And then people talk, people from the islands talk about Xehanort as like a, 
there was this guy who left the island and blah 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 and wanted to explore. And yeah, like, and you you hear like that's one of the first stories in Kingdom Hearts one, and then now we're like, oh, Riku and Sora were talking about fucking Xehanort yeah. when they were you know eleven and playing with the wooden swords. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And then stuff like that just makes stuff from one make so much more sense. Like, um, I'm gonna call him Ansem, even though he's not Ansem. It's Ansem. The cloaked Ansem. Literally like revisiting his home world, and it's weird because then he he like checks it out before Riku opens the door and everything goes to hell. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird watching him like almost reminisce while he's talking to Sora when he's in the secret place, and then he just bails and he's gone. But yeah, looking back at that now, especially with how we have thirteen fucking Xehanorts now. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, spoilers. But when I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's crazy, man. And then all the theories now about which which Xehanorts are going to be the 13 Xehanorts. Like, we have, like, seven or eight of them that we We're pretty confirmed. much we have, know. You know. We have Master Xehanort. Yep. We have Ansem Seeker Darkness. Man, we have, man sex. And we have Xemnas. We have Young Xehanort. Yep. We have Saix, uh Shigbar. Shigbar, Issa, and Bragg. Yep. Um, um, another one that I am... Terra, pretty yeah, oh yeah, Terra, Terra. He definitely has Terra. Um, I'm thinking that Vanitas might be one. That'd be cool. Um, so that's eight. That is eight. So we need five more. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, we they wanted Sora to be one of them, so we have to keep that in mind. Oh yeah, so we need four more technically. Um, and they um, obviously wanted Riku to be one at one point because they right. talked about that in three point five. I wonder if there was some trickery with Ericus could be that'd be some shit that'd be insane that'd be heartbreaking too <laughs> especially if aqua escapes and they have to go like go oh, fight no. a corrupted dark version of like a possessed ericus could you imagine so they would that would destroy them like, like her and terra especially well and because terra it's already terra's fart that he quote quote died in the first place right that was your basically turning to the dark side moment and then immediately regretting it in, yep. in BBS. So it'd be, I'd be, that'd be kind of jacked up. And then like we have, I don't know, like I remember right when final mix one came out <clears throat> and then after two came out, uh, confirming that the mysterious figure in one was Zemnis. That was a big deal. And then three, five, eight revealed that he was like, going and researching Sora basically he's like checking up on him to try to figure out how to make his nobody because they were yeah. looking for Roxas too so yeah. they could use the Keyblade and then the first scene in two where it's Roxas and Xemnas on the beach and he's like I've been to see him and it's like that's the fight that's the fight I just did right it's like what the hell man like people make jokes about how convoluted and crazy Kingdom Hearts is but there are not many other game series that can take points from their first game however many years ago like that and tie them into the current one and make them actually make sense well, worthwhile I think, to experience you know i've talked about this with you before and i'll actually link a video down below um we talked about him before bloody biscuit who's one of the kings of kingdom Hearts speedrunning. yeah did like this big video talking about bbs and its faults and um i completely just lost my train of thought um, Baby, oh no! Inheritance. No. Were you gonna make a comment about how it like takes away some of the impact of stuff? A little bit. Okay. You look at how like Kingdom Hearts One did a lot of things, and how throughout like three or three uh, D and throughout BBS, how a lot of that made sense. I remember where I was going with it. My bad. Go. <laughs> One of BBS's strengths is that it explains stuff in the series that it doesn't need to, like Castle Oblivion. Particularly, oh. yeah. And you take that a step farther in 3D, where it like explains so much and gives so much more depth to this already incredibly deep and compelling story, and then start throwing fucking time travel because that simplifies everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the story of 3D. I'm I'm really excited to replay 3D so I can sit down and like 
digest it again. <laughs> well, and even just being what, like four years older, like I'm hoping, that I'm hoping though we gain some knowledge we'll, somewhere. We'll in be, there. we'll be a little, little less dumb. Like maybe we'll absorb more of the ridiculousness that happens. The game's good because three D is. Until you get like late game, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard, and I I only played on normal. And I, I played on proud. Did you? Okay, I t- totally played on proud. Like and I was under leveled because I was trying to get through the game. It's gonna be interesting playing this port, and well, I'm excited too because you look at um, you look at like Chain of Memories and the original, which was a great game on Game Boy. Which, which, you know, it had its faults, but it was such a good game. And then, you know, however long later, when Final Mix 2 came out and included in Final Mix 2 was Re-Chain of Memories, which was a full PS2 remake of Chain of Memories. I'm interested to see if the remake's going to be a little bit more like that for 3D and how much it's going to actually expand on and enhance the game for PS4 and how it's going to enhance it for a console system as opposed to a portable. I'm, I'm interested to see. I... Without getting into anything spoilery, I looked at the trophies for 3D right before we started, and uh, there was a couple that I didn't really think about where just taking the aspects of having a touchscreen, two-screen game and putting it into this are going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a trophy for doing, um, for all the flick rushes, which some of that had the touch controls, so that's not a huge deal. Um, The big thing that I thought about... um, was there's a trophy for doing that split limit thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget what they're called. They're like drop some or something or other. Mm-hmm. But it's a the, lot of the terminology in 3D <clears throat> is also really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one in World that Never Was where you do the Tor and Riku both team up with like one side of the big Keyblade sword, and you have to oh, c- you yeah. have to cut the chains. Like ha- there's a trophy for cutting all the chains in one swipe. How are they going to do that on a uh, controller? That's going to be interesting. I mean, you look at how... Okay, so look at this example. It's a little different, but look at, like, Okami. That was originally on the PS2, and it had shit where you're, you're drawing oh, that's true. with a joystick. And then when it got ported to the Wii later, you're drawing with Wii pointing. Right. And then when it, when the Okami didn't came out on the DS, you're drawing with a touch screen. Yeah. So it's probably, if they're going to do anything drawing like that... It's probably just going to be a joystick. Which I would be, hope so, which is going to be finicky. Or they, I mean, <laughs> PS4 has gyroscope. Just <laughs> PS4 also has that ghetto-ass touchpad on it. Oh, so, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's a, thing. a thing that wonder, we kind of forget about. I wonder if that's the case then. I don't know. That probably is going to be it. That I would accept as long as there, if you put your finger on it, there'd be like a little indicator on the screen where you are. So you're not just like, well, missed, missed. Fuck, <laughs> missed. I'm dead. I'm dead now. Great. Like, uh, but I'm. That's a good point with recom because I hadn't really thought about how this, how 3D was going to be ported and how they're going to be able to do everything and get the same kind of impact. Because obviously there were mechanics built around the touchscreen mm-hmm. on the 3DS, but then you take BBS, which was also from a portable, which has a really split reception. Like, especially, like good example you and me i don't mind it that much it's because i played it and i i it sucks stock but i had to switch around the cameras and invert a couple things mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> my wii u just sound, randomly turned on if you heard that <laughs> we, we know nintendo you're salty you don't have oh. That's fine. anyway but um i don't really mind it after you get into it but it's it's still kind of a shoddy port mm-hmm. aiming and shot locking in particular is kind of difficult with the shoulder buttons which you really shouldn't be because they went from two to four, but I don't know. I'm curious. I'm also interested. Another thought just came in to my brain with, you know, I wonder if part of them wanting to remake 3D for a console and figure out how it's supposed to work with a console and specifically flow motion, if that had any gain towards putting into three. Like, we need to figure oh. out how we make this on a console because it's obviously going to be a big part of the next game in the series. That's probably true. Um, to some extent, I feel like it has to be. I don't know if you ever watched the E3 play, the demo of Point Two. I watched part of it, but uh, even in that, there was a decent amount of motion motion right. tech in the uh, in the demo. Like there was a lot of stuff that Aqua could 
slide up or jump around it. Like, it looks like it really opened up the map. And that's actually another really good <laughs> discussion we could get into. Just when you're younger playing through 2, especially, I'll use that as a good example because mm -hmm. you and I both went ham on that last summer. Um, the world seems so big and crazy, but looking at them now, it's only like five or so rooms per world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just looking at the, the tech stuff that we have for three, which is not even like a full trailer, you know, we just have development stuff. Um, but you know, take, uh, take Rapunzel's world, which is going to be in the game and look at the scene from E3 last year. I think it was where Sora like jumped off the side of like a mountain and he could fall all the way down and into the water and there's all these open areas. I think three is going to end up being a lot more open world right. than past games. I mean like even even three D started to expand on that. Where you look at, you know, like you said, you know, the the worlds are basically separated into rooms. But like even the rooms in three D started getting so much bigger and so much just larger because we had flow motion, we had the ability to climb farther than we've ever been before and go right. up and down. Obviously, this the the 3D scape of everything has just kind of exploded, and as technology has grown grown farther and farther and farther, three has the potential to just be full open world pretty much. I mean, you look at you know like look at fucking Zelda, yeah. How much you know Breath of the Wild comes out in about a month and a half, and that map actually today was confirmed to be about two and a half the size of the Skyrim's map, which is huge. That's because everyone still to this day was like, oh Skyrim is just like the definitive open world game, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, Nintendo's like, here, go. There's a Zelda game that's bigger than that. I will say, however, that while Kingdom Hearts has pretty small worlds, I guess, mm -hmm. especially in the games where they are split by character, um, so BBS and 3D, they do a really good job of making it seem big by what they put in it. Oh, absolutely. Like, take World That Never Was in 2, for example. The first time you go there... Like, even revisiting it the first time you go there in the game, <clears throat> it seems so daunting. And you get the Dark City rooms, and they're full of pure blood heartless just yeah. seeping out of the ground, almost never-ending. And then you get to the Roxas fight, and then you go through the castle, and going I mean, through the castle yeah, is mind-blowing. Yeah, climbing up the castle mind -blowing. to this day is still like, God. oh my god. Like, it, yeah, it's still separated by rooms, but it's still fucking huge. It, it seems giant. Then, um... At least when I was done, like as soon as I finished up grinding to 99 and was cleaning up after beating Data Org and doing all the synth stuff, you know, mm -hmm. um, it once you are, this is a dumb way to put it, but once you're like brave enough and capable enough to just blaze through it, it seems small as hell. But you have to think, not casual players and most people playing the game aren't going to be getting that deep into it. If you're just going through and playing the story and just absorbing the world like that's that's one it does thing, a fine but, job yeah. yeah but then in two when you know you can take it to the next level and one of the best parts about two in my opinion is your character growth and i, I mean that in a sense of how your character plays right you look at you know how you start the game of sora and you just have the biggest thing is the growth abilities you know you have this little dinky little jump at the beginning of the game yep in the game you've got all right you had a high jump which you can then aerial dodge to form a double jump and then you can start gliding, just like how fast you can just go anywhere in the air. And that's I think the that other game thing. is just like, what is this game? Once once you have the means to travel so fast, that's another reason why it feels so small. Yeah, but I mean, that's I I can complain about that, but to me, it's kind of a moot complaint because then let's take Radiant Garden for example. Halfway through the game, a whole nother, I'll say half of that map opens up. Mm -hmm. Then in the final mix version, you after you're done with everything, more opens up with the Cavern of Remembrance, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> and then that map becomes huge. Yeah, the, Radiant the Garden the game. ends up being giant after the wall breaks down and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really curious to see where they're going to go with it. I'm really excited for point two because it sounds like they're really messing with uh that time period of the mm -hmm. game when all these worlds were falling to darkness and arguably the darkest point in the series so far. Where it's it's the equivalent of Revenge of the Sith and New Hope between those two, mm -hmm. where the, your empire, your darkness is rising, and everything's at its worst. We're going into three with so much uncertainty, yeah. Because you look at the end of three D, and it's basically 
Sora's Sora's leaving to basically find himself. He's he's being read from Pokemon. He's he going to really, go train. He's going to go train. Yeah. Figure out because he failed the Mark of Mastery. Mm-hmm. Which he which he was a total bro about. He wasn't even a dick about it. Right. Um. And you have you know like you said we've got you know before it was all right we got we got Xanort we got Heartless yeah. we got we got nobody. nobody that was it that that's it coming out of 3D okay we have 13 Xehanorts uh we know half of them there's time travel involved <laughs> what <laughs> have fun have fun also there's seven good guys and we got to go find them yeah we got to go find three of them yeah <laughs> well and you know again so this is probably a good idea to start getting into like our theories for yeah theories. i was just thinking about um, that <laughs> something that you and i which it's it's i feel like it's more or less been confirmed at this point yeah have talked about a lot has how time flows differently in the realm of darkness yep so i'm curious to see how long aqua has actually been there in resemblance to how long that is in the real world yeah, I'm curious because if you count <clears throat> just between BBS, that's ten years, and then between one and two was another year, mm-hmm. and then we won't we don't know how long between two and three D. It's basically immediately. Yeah, it seems like it's almost to. right away he summons them, um, and then God knows whatever the gap between, between two, two and three because Sora looks old, like he looks almost like an adult in yeah. the three stuff. And if that leaked concept art for Riku and Kairi are real, then, yeah, they all look old. And it's going to be interesting because obviously during point two, just from what we've seen at like E3 and the trailers we've seen, Sora looks like he did in two, maybe a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But he's still wearing his two gear. Like, he doesn't look like he aged that much. But if Aqua's not rescued slash escapes by the end of this, then it'll be really interesting to see. And especially now that she, in the most current piece of content as of 3D, um, now that we know she met the real Ansem the Wise in the Realm of Darkness, and he was he was in there at, due to the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. How long is that? You know, is that just like a second for yeah. her? It, it, because then that's my other question. How long has Ansem been in there? It's so confusing. Because, I mean, obviously he's been there before because he got banished. But mm-hmm. it's like, how quick did she find him? You know what I mean? And the other thing is, I'm dying here. Kingdom Hearts is, like, the best way to get me and Cody to just, like, die of theories. Pretty much. Just overthinking everything. I Then I realized that at the end of 2, <clears throat> Riku and Sora are on the beach in the Realm of Darkness. And Ansem's not there yet. But then when Ansem is there, Aqua goes to visit. So they've all been in that area in different times. And the other thing okay, is... Okay, we'll take that a step farther. When you had... Roxas, yeah, fucking Master Xehanor, yep, and Zemna's all there mm-hmm. throughout the course of two. That fucking beach, everyone's been to at some point. Yep. Which means that's confusing because <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh Jesus, I forgot about Zemna. <laughs> the beach of dreams is where start calling. Well, then there's that scene in Final Mix during the war where Zemnis goes down to the room and talks to her armor. If he actually wanted to like be able to communicate with her he could have found her because oh my god if he was in the realm of darkness and she was in the realm of darkness at the same time and he's talking to her well and that's like a that's a big thing that people have like to ask too and it's hard to say like how much because we, we use the term in kingdom Hearts of terranort which is basically post bbs pre kh1 kh1 xanort inside yeah. tara's body and you see him obviously getting more memories as time goes on. But you, it's it's hard to say, like, how much of, like, Tara's memories does he remember? Right. How much does, like, Xanor actually remember about Terra, about Ven, about Aqua? And how much of it is Xanor having control? How much of it yeah. is Terra having control? Is it just an entirely new person at this point? It's I f- it doesn't I f- make I sense. I feel like that's the case, the, mm-hmm. the entirely new person. Because if you look at the end of BBS, when in the final episode you go to meet him, and he's totally in like a trance. Like at that point, he's not yes. talking. But then you, Aqua um, confronts him, and he's like, "Who am I?" And then at the end of the fight, 
when Terra actually starts fighting back, he's like, get out of my head. And then he unlocks his heart another time. That, I think, is when he completely, like, screwed his memories. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, like, how with how long it's been, because that's, you know, a whole 10, 11 years up until KH2 when he's shown talking to the armor. How much has he gotten back in those 10 years, 11 years? It's hard to say. And then, but that's a really good point uh, that we've Jesus. never thought about before. Like, obviously, Zemnez can make it to the Realm of Darkness. Yeah. He could have gone and found Aqua. Yeah. At least tried to any time. So I almost wonder if... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting a little Crisis Cory in here. Oh, God. So I wonder if, like, the reason that uh, Xehanort talks to the armor isn't because he want, he has those buried up memories and he wants to, like, take a piece of his old life. But I wonder if he talks to the armor and is around something that belonged to Aqua because Terra's, like... I don't want to say his body, but maybe Terra himself is almost deteriorating. And that's how he has to... Xehanort almost has to give him, like, a little taste to remain in control. What? You know what I mean? What? Like, that's really... What? (laughs) And then the whole Ven thing. Like, what's even going on with that guy right now? All right, so... Like, is he aging? Because... Land of Departure is like Twilight Town. It's in, and World That Never Was. It's between the Realm of Darkness and the Realm of Light. So how does time work there? Is his body aging? Or is he like in a, like a stasis type thing? Because when Sorrow is between Chain of Memories and 2, he aged a year in the pod. Mm-hmm. So like how does that... And they, were in the sa- they, were, they were in the same building for a long time. They Sora were. and Ven. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then like... Yeah, is Ven going to age at all? Or... Because Aqua seems like she hasn't aged, like, at all. A day. Again, going back to how does time flow in the realm of darkness. Yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> there is, like, there is a scene that you of I have talked about and theorized and picked apart to oblivion at this point. <laughs> and it's, it's <laughs> when Sora finds Ven. Yeah. What's going to happen? Because there's, there's, there's some confusion that's going to happen. There. Sora is going to think that Ven is Roxas. Right. For obvious reasons. Yep. Ven is going to think that Sora is Venetus. Because they look the same. Because they look the same. Yeah. Which that in itself is what the fuck. Yep. <laughs> so, I th- we've, we've think, you know, obviously, Ven's going to make a knee-jerk reaction. You're going to have a boss fight. You're going to have a fucking boss fight with Ven because he thinks you're Venetus. And you guys are going to fight each other until, like... Maybe Aqua busts in, or maybe Yen Sid busts in. Or Mickey. Or Mickey. Because Mickey obviously has all of his memories of the three. and he. Which call- I think that, okay, well, let's get this out of the way. Okay. Mickey's memories are the most inconsistent part of this series. They really are. Because first he's like, what are you talking about? No, he's like, my three friends gave up a lot last time we saw each other. And it's like, could have mentioned that like five years ago, dipshit. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't know, man. Like, we've talked about uh, Sora and Vanitas and Ven and all that good stuff. And then uh, it's going to be weird because Ven has obviously come in contact with Sora before just because he, when he was on the islands, Sora's the reason he survived. Sora's the reason he survived. But how much, so, like, obviously, like, Ven's heart knows of Sora. But Which, okay, so this is going to be kind of confusing. But how much does he actually know of Sora? Which, here's the other thing. Um, as, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Van's heart is in Sora. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's heart is in Sora. When he unlocks his heart with the Keyblade of People's Hearts that Ansem had... He creates Namine. He creates Roxas. Right. Van's heart is where exactly? Unaccount- that's what I'm saying. It's his Van's heart is unaccounted for. Obviously, Kyrie has hers. Sora has his. Like, where the hell is... Where the hell's Ven? And I could say the same thing about Terra. When Xehanort, when Terranort unlocked his own heart with Master Xehanort's Keyblade, he created Ansem's Secret of Darkness and Xemnas. So, technically, Xemnas is Terra's body mm-hmm. with the will of Master of Terranort. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he has some memories from Terra and some from MX. Um, Ansem obviously w- 
is is Ansem. Stay with me here. So when Terranar, you know, unlocked his heart and he created those two, Ansem would have been that heart. So it would have been Terranar's heart. Yeah. And then he possesses Riku in one. Okay. So is there a piece of Terra's heart in Riku? Okay. Because Riku never died or unlocked yet unlocked his heart or did anything crazy. So are are Eric a piece of Ericus, a piece of Terra, and a piece of um and some secret Narctus all inside Riku? Like do you know what I mean? Like they're all three technically accounted for. But they're not. But they're not. Especially the two guys. Like Venz is weird, but easy to explain. Terra's we have no clue. No idea. And then there's that line in 3D where Mickey is like counting the lights, the seven lights, and he's like, "Well, we have, you know, Sora, Riku, and me. We have my three friends, and blah blah blah." And uh, then MX goes, uh, "Well, two two of those on your list, or something." He goes like, "One of those on your list belongs to me now," and it's like, "Is that Tara? Like, how does he have that? Like, <laughs> it's, it's so confusing. It's so messed That's up." That's why, like. Uh, I'm getting so excited more and more. Like I wasn't even like that excited for 3D. I'm like going through this now. I'm like super excited because there's just like so much again? I just want to experience again. Yeah, and pick it apart and find new shit. And we do we do we even know if it's like 3D Final Mix? Is that a, even a thing at all? Do we know? Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't think sure. so. I don't think there's like any changes that they've really talked about. But. We do know that, like, I mean, maybe this the final mix part of it is basically just put into two or point two, because we do know that there is like a secret ending for point two that again pretty much leads directly into three, from what we heard of rumors and shit. But it looks like there's not really anything new. Okay, for a dream drop, it just confirmed. Oh, I'm retarded. Oh, I didn't know these things were confirmed that we were talking about earlier in this. Um. It says the collection features an HD remaster of Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Um, Numura essentially stated it was a remake of the game. And since the original used the two screens on the DS, mini games from the 3DS version that utilized that console's dual touch screens were reworked into a card based system. So that's a thing. So, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> and then enemies were made less aggressive, it looks like. And then touchscreen based commands were switched to a more traditional control scheme. Okay. So there, that answers one of our questions. <laughs> Kinda. But, yeah, I, I don't even know. I'm excited to play 3D again. I was originally, that was like my least excited part of right. this. Right, because, I mean, that's 3D we already know everything about. We should have right. don't. We're excited we're, for the two the two new contents. but yeah. Which we haven't even start, talked about back cover at all yet. Yeah. Um, I'm... How much, how likely do you think that we're just going to see, like, a character we actually know? Straight up. Fairly likely. I think towards um, the end, maybe. I'm still really confused about the story of of Key, or Unchained Key in America. Mm-hmm. Um, America doesn't have all the missions and chapters and whatnot, but Japan, I think they have up to 500 or something, which Jeez. is 200 more than we have. As If, I, if I'm if i right on the numbers, I could be wrong. But um, I've, I've tried to describe the ending to you before, where it's like everything that happens in Unchained Key is... The theory is basically that it's essentially taking place within the Book of Prophecies, because mm-hmm. Maleficent makes a comment at the end of the of Unchained Key, where or of Key, where of the mobile game. I should get that specific. Mm-hmm. Maleficent makes a comment to Pete, I want to say, where she's like, "Well, this was just an experiment. Sora's friends can't. This is one of their worlds they can't get to or interfere in. So it's like, is is that? I almost feel like." They're going to pull a Winnie the Pooh kind of where the Book of Prophecies is going to be a world. That could be cool. And it's in the past. You know what I mean? It's like pre-Keyblade War. So is we haven't even I haven't even been able to fathom the <laughs> possibilities of like Sora and them actually time traveling. So that'd be an easy way and a simple way to do it without screwing everybody's head up even more. No, there's there's no turning back. At this point. That'd be sick, though. If they had took a world in Kingdom Hearts 3 that was in the Book of Prophecies and you basically relived the start of the Keyblade War, and that's how Sora learned the history of it. That'd be insane. I would be happy with that. 
And then yeah, back cover. I know little to nothing about. No, I mean it's a it's a movie. It's a movie, and we've seen the trailers about it. But it deals with the beginning of the Keyblade War. It's literally the foretellers in the beginning of the war. I think. Which that'll be very interesting to see more lore behind because the Keyblade War is still pretty confusing on who started it and what the whole purpose of it was. And yeah, I'm really curious to see like who's in the cloak, which one of the. Or I guess I technically know which one of the teachers, mm-hmm. foretellers are, are the traitor. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how they're going to dr- drag that into the rest of the series, I guess. Because right now it's mo- more or less a standalone story. Pretty much. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, my, my hurt. I hurt. Me too. We've We've been rambling for nearly an hour now. Yeah. So let, let's get some final thoughts out of the way. You know, two point eight comes in four days, but obviously the main, the main thing that's on the horizon is three. Someday, when, someday, <laughs> we talked about some of our theories, and we we could go into even more. You know, there's there's, there's gonna, plenty, there's plenty. We've talked about before how there will be a big fight with with Isa, and and Lee will probably be there. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a because thing that since Lee is a Keyblade wielder, which why. And Isa is one of the thirteen darknesses. That's gonna be some emotional shit. And because and if Ven's there by that time, he knew both of them when he was little. So that's I gonna guess. be a thing. I don't I really don't know how much of an emotional attachment he would be. And I be, also just realized and something because too, he looks like Roxas. Yeah. So Lee is gonna have some shit with Ven. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Which that in of itself is kind of some mind fuckery because in BBS, when they meet, he's like, "We're friends now." Got it memorized, and they were like, "Okay," but and then he's like, "I'm not crying." <laughs> you become they become best friends in three D or three five eight, and it's like, what is part of the reason why Axel was drawn to him because memories of Lee had this kid who looked just like him. <laughs> like it's like what? Send help, Japanese people. Oh no! I'm so excited for three D though. Now, now that we talked about it. Uh, it's gonna be that game's gonna be heartbreaking no matter what. Oh yeah, and I've I've had the theory for years, since like the end of like two, and how my since like two thousand seven, <laughs> Cody's been saying that Riku's gonna die. He's going to. It's probably gonna happen. Either it's you know he's gonna sacrifice himself or he's going to get taken over by Ansem again. Maybe he is one of the thirteen darknesses. We don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors that Dark Riku is gonna be one of them. So I'd be okay with it. That'd be sweet. But do you have anything else you really want to talk about while we're here talking about Kingdom Hearts and before we, for reals, close this out? Uh, um, I guess for a plug, we're planning on doing a lot of stuff Kingdom Hearts related this year. Yes. Um, we have some stuff in the works as far as streaming goes. Um, C- Cody's probably planning on doing a stream of point two, which that will come right after this and as an, an extended um, piece. And that'll be a blind run, so that'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally found all my, uh, tech for my PS3. So I might be streaming some, some one just to get back into the hang of things before 1.5 plus 2.5 comes out. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good year, I hope. And we're going to actually going to hopefully get some news. Um, we got some news like two weeks ago that it's still real far off. Oh yeah. Which we kind of knew. Um, when the E3 trailer for 2.8 came out, said there will be news this winter. Which winter 2017 literally could mean the beginning of the year or the end of the year. Right. Which makes it really hard. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that it's... Did, was it winter 2017? I thought it just said this winter. I don't remember. I don't know. But hopefully we'll be getting some sort of news right now. I don't care if we get a release date. No. I don't even care if we get a release window. I want this game to be immaculate, so I don't want them to rush it. Um, But I guess what I want to say to you guys, whoever's listening, um, so many people are complaining that they're just trying to print money by doing all these prologue extra HD releases. But the fact of the matter is with the release of 2.8 and 1.5 plus 2.5, you have literally every kingdom hearts game that has been created on one console. What better time to get caught up and quit bitching, pretty much. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, if you're interested in Kingdom Hearts, now as is... As confusing as all that stuff we just talked about, yeah. now is, like, the perfect time. Yeah. Well, not now. 
in like four months when or three two March two months when two months one point five plus two point five comes out. Just p- play every game and get balls deep into the history and the story, and then wait till three. That's all I really have to say. Like yeah. th- this world is giant and this story is crazy. So oh, Jesus, I and don't know. The, the even the, the crazier thing is they've said that Kingdom Hearts three is going to be the final installment in the Xehanort saga. Yeah. So what the fuck is up for Kingdom Hearts after this? Mm-hmm. Which means Kingdom Hearts isn't going to die anytime soon. Most likely not. Yeah. Which is insane. But John Luke, thank you for being on this episode of Quest Complete with me, the first one. Yeah, man. Um, Sorry for, if I rambled. <laughs> you you really didn't. No, it was, it was good rambling. Um, for those who survived our hour of Kingdom Hearts rambling, uh, thank you for that. Quest Complete is going to be a monthly show. If there's enough interest in it, I will be doing two episodes a month. Like I said before, we'll be talking about games, talking about game franchises. We'll be doing reviews. We'll have guests. It'll be a grand old time. Um if you somehow found this without finding our main show, please go check out geekdomination.net where we run a podcast. We have a bunch of reviews and all kinds of stuff. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. will be linked below. Be sure to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash streams. Again, as John Luke said, I'm going to be streaming uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep or Fragment of Passage point two this Tuesday, which will be a couple days after this episode comes out. Uh, January 24th, I'll be doing a blind playthrough of the game streaming it all my emotions and reactions to it but i might be there dying probably will (laughs) but thank you guys for listening it was a grand old time and we'll see you next time